Hello and welcome to Pops, a Taste of Riverdale podcast. I'm your host, River. And I'm Nathan. And today we're covering Season 1, Episode 4, The Last Picture Show. In this episode, Jughead fights to keep the local drive-in open after hearing an anonymous buyer's plans to tear it down. Betty finds startling information about Miss Grundy's past. Veronica confronts her mother. And Alice finds an opportunity to destroy Archie's image. Lots happening already, just in the summary from Netflix. Um, and honestly, in case you forget, Alice is Betty's mom, because I did not remember what yes. her name was. Alice Cooper. I feel like we should probably <laughs> just say, like, anytime that we say Alice, we should probably just say her full name, because yeah, she was not really named in the other episodes. It was just Betty's mom. Um, we do get a previously on in this episode as well. Um which is again we got it previously on last episode um and it's a little weird to get it in episode three of a show and then also in episode four of a show but that's the decision they made basically it walks us through everything that's happened in the last three episodes um the through line for the last three episodes is still the murder of jason blossom and the b-plot of archie and miss grundy's relationship and then also last week on Riverdale, we were introduced to Chuck Clayton, a character with a list of sexual misconduct against members of like not a number of female students. Um, that sexual misconduct gets him kicked off the football team, but not before he's tortured physically and psychologically by Betty while Veronica acts as an unwilling accomplice. I looked it up um, to decide whether or not to mention Chuck because he but he does come back later. So. Oh, okay. You know, recurring character, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, we're more focused this episode on the Miss Grundy plot line, but everything else is still happening. Yeah, um, I can go ahead and walk us through the episode if you want. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Uh, so our opening scene uh, is with the classic Jughead narration. He's typing at Pops, drinking his coffee, uh, just like just like one of us, you know. True podcaster. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the screen grab that I used for my horrifying Jughead podcaster mock-up that still scares me every time I open this laptop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, we discover that, uh, Jughead works at the Twilight Drive-In, um, and he compares the tragedy of the Twilight Drive-In being destroyed to, uh, literal child murder, and says, you know, that it's a tragedy of equal measure. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Jason's death, the drive-in closing. So many things same, to be sad same about. Same you know? <laughs> uh... So that was just a great opener there. Um, he also kinda... compares it to the witch trials, of, like the Salem witch trials. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand how he tied that in it. I, 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 <laughs> I, he's just being dramatic. But, yeah, he's he's saying that Riverdale is becoming like Salem during the witch trials. But, like, uh, okay. <laughs> Somebody just watched The Witch recently. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, we move from there to Betty uh, writing in her diary. She starts every entry with Dear Diary. Um, Queen. <laughs> uh, then then we, we move on and, and we get uh, Archie and uh, his dad, Fred. They're at Miss Grundy's performance. 
Um, and they're just kind of watching. Uh, mm-hmm. We see that uh, uh, Fred, you know, he's kind of seems impressed with Miss Grundy. He's inviting her to dinner. He's like, yeah, let us treat you to dinner. Uh, yeah. You've helped my son so much. Fred had a really funny line there, too, where he's like, you know, I'm more of a classic rock guy. And it's oh, like a yes. shallow performance. It's like a, such a dad line. I loved it yeah. so much. Like, you know, I, I really listened to Aerosmith mainly, but uh, this wasn't bad. Well, Aerosmith, but, you know, cello, pretty rocking, gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so we move on uh, from that scene. It's, it's it's flipping back and forth pretty quick here. Um, and, and we get uh, the, the group uh, kind of at the diner. Uh, we've got, I think uh, it's Jughead, Betty, uh, and then Veronica and Kevin, mm-hmm. and they're all hanging out, having some shakes. Um, Very excited Jughead, to see more of Kevin this episode. Yes, this was a Kevin-heavy episode, and I appreciated, you know, they gave him some depth. Um, kind of. Sort of. talk I mean, more on that later. <laughs> I just love seeing him on screen. He's so much fun. He really is. Um, and he has a great spot here where, where Jughead's going on about Quentin Tarantino being, what, what does he say? Like the he godfather? He says he's the godfather of indie cinema, which yes. I looked up, by the way. I read a whole academic article to determine whether or not he's actually considered the godfather of indie cinema. And everything that he's made post the year 2000 is a no. Yeah. In the 90s? Yeah, sure. Some of his, and some of them he like wrote the story for, or he wrote, but he didn't actually like direct or produce. But those are still considered indie, and those are still considered like movies he worked on. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he did like Kill Bill, he's just like a pop indie guy. Yeah, he's mainstream. Literally, the article was called The Commodification of the Indie Film. <laughs> so. And yeah, I, I mean, you know, Jughead's a real Tarantino head. You know, he's he's all about the old stuff. He's probably a foot guy too. You know, <laughs> definitely so. a foot guy. Um, oh. So <laughs> Kevin, Kevin is my hero here for his line. Please, God, no more Quentin Tarantino references. Yes. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> he said it right before anyone else could um, yeah and before any more quentin like quentin tarantino is mentioned as the godfather of indie cinema but no references are made thank god thank you kevin (laughs) (laughs) just laying the line in the sand we're not having that conversation today jughead yeah uh we move on well not even move on but um further in this conversation um veronica talks about netflix and then says out loud the abbreviation VOD, yeah. um, which is like, uh, no one says that. Uh, they're just VODs uh, from like streams, I yeah. think is what she's referencing. Like people that stream games or just like just chatting streams. No, dude, it's video on demand. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's literally like, it's like a network term for <laughs> streaming services holy shit okay <laughs> no yeah you thought she was way cooler than she is literally yeah. like a netflix exec came in while they were writing this episode and was like you got to put some video on demand stuff in there just say vod to talk about you know hulu yeah. we're not going to bring them Who's up by the name. Industry lingo. we don't need to talk about <laughs> editors wow okay um jughead makes makes a great argument for cinephiles and car enthusiasts you know, we really need to preserve that part of American culture. Yeah. Also, like, 
I'm sorry, but have you been to a car show recently? Because it's like 90% like old white guys with like a Mustang with some detailing. Yeah. It's like not fun. <laughs> no, I, I'm not a huge car show fan. You know, I, I'm a fan of cars. I think they're cool to look at. Yeah. Uh but, I will uh, say I went to one locally to me and it's a very it's a different neighborhood and there were a lot of cool like there's like a different car culture up here than there is in like southern Illinois. Yeah. Um, And it was like actually cool cars and like younger people. But. You know, most car shows have been to and I like going to car shows, but most car shows I've been to, it's like an old guy who's like, let me tell you how I spent 30 years restoring this engine. And you're like, oh, God, no, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I just was like, wow, that's a cool color of a car, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all different levels to uh, being a, a gearhead, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone says that, but we'll say that we'll, we'll say that. We're bringing it back if it was ever in. We're, we're making it. <laughs> yeah, if it was in, it's back now. Um, so uh, they talk a bit more here. Jughead is going on about how it's an anonymous buyer and it's really shady. And, oh, you better come to closing night. Um, I'm going to play American yeah. Graffiti. He loses steam oh. so quickly. He's like, oh, do you guys have any shows you want to see, actually? Like. I know I was pissed off about this like a second ago, but yeah. but now I, I'm looking for some recommendations. Exactly. Yeah, just yeah. really quickly just giving up on his mission to preserve the drive-in. Yeah. Um, so then I think we see uh, uh, Archie. Wait, wait, from here, it's not, doesn't, there's, a, there's a small side segment with Cheryl and uh, Hermione Lodge. Um, where yeah. Cheryl Which is kind of bullying... Come- Go ahead, sorry. Oh no, you're all good. Um, it does it does kind of relate to another scene later on, so we should yeah, we should probably talk about it. Definitely. Cheryl's kind of bullying Hermione. Yeah. Um so she's like you know, she says some stuff of like, I'll make sure all this money goes uh into the into the cash register, just, you know. You're you're a real thief. Um and uh Veronica like, gets that tip. Like what do you <laughs> I guess not. Uh, <laughs> Veronica gets up to defend her mom, and her mom mm-hmm. is just kind of like, "No, don't worry. I can, I can roast this teenager. Like, I'm not afraid to like bully this child. <laughs> I'll bully this 15 year old. I don't give a shit." Yeah. Uh, so she kind of says, like, you know, I'm, I'm classy, and I have money. I'm like, yeah. You, she, she does. Know. She's like, yeah. I went to high school with your mom, and she didn't know the difference between like money and class either, and then just walks away. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Really good. Cool move. Um, <laughs> cool to bully a teen <laughs> as like cool. a 35 year old woman. And then Veronica is like really pleased with it too. She's like, oh, I, sh- I never should have doubted my mom's ability to roast someone. <laughs> She's like so smug. Yeah. She's like, well, I should have known my mom was kind of a bitch. Really. <laughs> uh, then we see uh, Archie and Fred and Miss Grundy walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, is this is the only place there's to only eat one place, place to eat in town and it's down. pop's diner can you imagine you're like you're at like a professional concert and like your student's dad oh, okay. comes up and is like let me take you out to eat and he takes you to like the local diner professional concert is a bit of a stretch 
she was playing. I, I don't understand the context for that concert at all. No, it looked it like, like it was like live at a park or concert at a park. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like that's normal, I guess. But like she's a high school. I, I don't understand. And it, it was at in all. like in a gazebo too, so it was yeah. a little. Yeah. Um, it was weird. <laughs> Professional for Riverdale, I guess, which means you get the professional for Riverdale <laughs> meal at Pops. So. I mean, it's the only place to eat. Everyone knows that. Yeah, um, that's true. So they walk in. Uh, Betty immediately is like, notices this, notices Miss Grundy is there, and it's like, yep, something's not going on, and walks over. Uh, just kind of pulls Archie out of the table immediately. Is very insistent that he comes outside to talk to her. Says it's about yeah. school stuff. So as not to, uh, you know, draw any attention to it. Um, then they stand outside <laughs> and talk. Um, and she she kind of says, Archie, as your best friend, is there anything you want to tell me? Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty presumptuous to think that you're still Archie's best friend after all that you guys have been through in the last few episodes. Yeah, I wasn't sure where they landed on the whole friend situation, um, but they seems like they're back to being friends, I yeah, guess. But uh, I wouldn't go for best friend. I would say, like, <laughs> they're friends again, you know. I'm not yeah. sure if they were ever best friends, because it seems like Archie and Jughead were pretty close. So Exactly. Um, so, you know, a little presumptuous, but uh, Archie just immediately spills everything because he's a big idiot. <laughs> uh, it's so funny, too, because he's like, uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think I have anything to tell you. And then she's like, "Oh, I know Miss Grundy was at Sweetwater River because Dilton Doily snitched." And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, "Did Arch? Did Jughead tell you?" Like, because she doesn't yeah. say, you know, didn't, she doesn't say that Dilton Doily snitched. We just know that from last episode. But Archie's like, "Oh my God, Jughead told you." The horror. And Betty's <laughs> like, "Jughead knows." And it's like. Oh my god, these guys suck <laughs> at keeping secrets. Oh yeah. Um, and then we we cut back inside and they're trying to figure out, uh, like back to Jughead and Veronica and Kevin. They're all sitting in the booth trying to figure out what's going on. They're literally uh, like peering through the windows like a bunch yeah. of people. It's so funny. Jughead is looking through the window like he's like an undercover cop. Like yeah. he's like slouched down in the booth, like barely peering out the side. But Kevin basically has his face pressed to the glass. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Uh, and, and Veronica is just like, fuck this. Like, I'm going out there. Um, Jughead tells her not to. And she says, well, you're you and I'm me. Kind of a classic V line. You know, yeah, you know, honestly. you know, good old Ronnie. She's she's her, man. She's wild. And yeah. Um, so also, like, I, I kind of like that Jughead did that because he's like, it's really not your business stay yeah. out of it like I, I like that he was he you know I love that all, all the characters live for drama except for Jughead who just happens to be full of drama but tries to avoid it but he does live for drama like he's causing he, all this drama about the like the diner being closed but he, does, only but he lives for drama for drama's sake that is true it's not yeah. like if not when not when anyone's involved you the know? internal drama yeah he does he does man versus uh, man versus self drama and everyone else is doing man versus other drama yes <laughs> uh 
I don't really remember all the details of this conversation. Basically, it gets out that Archie is in a relationship with Miss Grundy. Yeah, Veronica walks up right as Betty says it. So now everyone knows except for Kevin. Yeah. Um, Betty's like, hey, hey, dude, that's illegal and kind of weird. And uh, Veronica, you know, is on the same page, but is trying to not take a side. And, and she also seems like she's just like, oh, this is exciting gossip. Like Exactly. I don't know why they took this angle with her of just being like, oh, I guess I'll be cool with it. Uh, um, it would make so much more sense if they were in college. Because I really feel like would. if you're in college and you have like an illicit affair with the teacher, it's like, oh, that's like kind of weird. But, you know. Respect, yeah, especially I guess. if it's like it's like oh like my TA because then yeah, it's not like, like a huge like professor to student. It would be like oh here's someone who's maybe like 24 and in grad school and I'm like 18 or 19 like just starting college. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, where it's like kind of oh a, a little weird, weird but yeah. it's not as bad, you know. Not illegal. And it's not a 15 year old well, with his 30 year old music <laughs> teacher. Yeah, it's definitely still got a predatory angle. If we're yeah. the college student and a TA, but it's less. But she, that's what she's acting like it's like. Yeah. Like, and she asks if he, if Miss um, Grundy is his booty tutor. Yeah, oh my God. Why would you say that? That <laughs> line was so bad. It's just, it's making light of this situation, which is actually extremely serious and, like, not really funny or... I, I don't know like it's not like they're light. trying to make it like funny and like kind of scandalous and it's just like yeah. it the whole thing makes me feel sick to be honest I, yeah I mean Archie's supposed to be like a, a 15 year old kid yeah he can't even drive yeah and, like, and it's it's really gross yeah um and, and <laughs> this scene closes in a really funny way where <laughs> Betty's mom just rolls up out of nowhere in the car and it's like she rolls up fast in. too she she like she's doing like 30 in this parking lot and yeah. stops and is like betty get in here uh so betty just kind of leaves um yeah. and, and we never see what happens with archie at dinner with miss grundy but you know whatever um, thank god we get to skip that extremely yes. awkward scene every scene with like archie fred and miss grundy is so uncomfortable because Fred's just like, hey, I'm trying to get to know my kid's English or not English music tutor. Mm-hmm. And Archie's like, don't let my dad know that we have a sexual relationship. <laughs> and Miss Grundy's like, don't let your dad know that we have a sexual relationship. And yeah. there's just like a lot of, oh, it's so uncomfortable. And somehow Fred does not catch on to this like weird tension at all. No, he's, I, he's oblivious. He's oblivious because in Fred's mind, that would never happen. Yeah. Um, for, for pretty good reason, you know. Yeah, I think in and anyone's mind that teacher, would be like, shocking to discover. So. Exactly. Um, I think here I here I just wrote Archiekins. I think. Yes, I, I also wrote Archiekins down. Veronica that. says that to him, and it's like the worst. That yeah. pops up throughout the series, and I hate it so much. My notes, I just have Archiekins, question mark, vomit, vomit, vomit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's exactly how I felt, so I, yeah. Yeah, just bad, bad nickname. Um, and the way she says it is, oh, Archiekins. 
Mm-hmm. Ronnie, stop. <laughs> what are you talking Awful. about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then he gets home and, and hops on like Sleuthnet. Um, Sleuthster. This is what it's Sleuthster. called. It's called Sleuthster. It's so good. Yeah, so it's, she's like looking it's into like this. It's like Google, funny. but it has like a magnifying glass. It's so, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's like the Nancy Drew sponsored website yes (laughs) it's like a private eye Uh, honestly i feel like with how her parents are uh i I feel like sleuthster is their like child safe google that they pay for because she can't (laughs) have like actual access to google like it's funny it's like they're they're like monitoring all her searches on sleuthster yeah it like emails them directly Oh God! <laughs> uh, so so we move from from Betty on on Sleuthster to uh, Cheryl. She's leaving the diner with her friends, mm-hmm. and she sees uh, Hermione Lodge uh, talking to a Southside serpent. Yes. She gets it on camera and makes some snide comments. And do you want me to read the We're quote? only ten minutes in. <laughs> the yeah, quote is so good riddle me this hair models of the damned why is veronica's mother having a clandestine tete-a-tete with a south side st- serpent behind a dumpster it pops and then she takes a photo just like a 15 year old would say you know <laughs> normal 15 year old also she's listening to a rockabilly horror album that i recognize mm. um i can't it, it was a mixed album so i don't remember which artist it was but Cheryl's cool as hell. <laughs> She's listening to rockabilly horror. Like, queen. And queen she's... of the damned. Also, she makes she literally makes a queen of the damned reference. Like, hair models of the damned. So, cool vampire horror fan Cheryl. Just mm-hmm. under the radar. To everyone but me. <laughs> I see you, Cheryl. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't recognize any of that stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm glad to, <laughs> glad to have you on here because I was like, man, what a boring scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like heard the song playing and I was like, holy shit, that's from this specific album. And I was like going to scroll through and figure out which song it was. And I was like, eh, whatever. But... Yeah, I can't put that much effort in. <laughs> <laughs> I already found an academic article on Quentin Tarantino. I can't put that much effort <laughs> in. <this. laughs> um. Yeah, that, that's the first 10 minutes here. Uh, lots to unpack, honestly. Um, and after that, we finally, like, after she takes the photo, we finally get to the title screen. Yes. So. Uh, so then we, <laughs> our next scene is Jughead and Archie walking around. Jughead's handing out some flyers for the, the final show mm-hmm. of the drive-in, and they're talking about the situation with Miss Grundy. Um. <laughs> Jughead makes a real, really good joke. I don't remember what it was, but he's. What did he say? Archie, because uh, so Jughead is asking Archie what he sees in Miss Grundy, and Archie's oh. like, I don't know. I just want to like hold on to what we so have. Be with you. <laughs> yeah, and Jughead is like, Yeah, I'm trying to hold on to something a lot older than myself too, and then continues putting yeah. up flyers for the drive-in. It's so oh fucking God. funny. I, I like. It's so good. Also, terrible friend. Like your friend is having an actual crisis, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm having a hard time too." If you cared, (laughs) yeah, it's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to save the drive-in." Oh, what are you doing to save it? Well, nothing. Nothing. I'm just (laughs) bitching a lot to a lot of different people. 
Yeah, no big wow, okay, will happen. Chuck, that's cool. <laughs> um, but you know, You're I mean, at, at 15, you know, maybe that's all you can do. I don't know, get a petition, something, that, you know. That's true. But even yeah. like a petition's not going to do anything, <laughs> but at least you'll get some signatures. It's better than just being like, yeah, I made a flyer for Come this. to the final show. Come to the final show. Unless. Collect donations. I don't, you know what I mean? Like something. Yeah. No, that's true. Get um, some like he's he's an interview person now. He works for the Blue and Gold. <laughs> he could interview people about like their heartfelt stories about how much the drive-in means to them. Yeah. And and be like bring all of that to the mayor. Like and be like, look, we gotta keep it. It means way too much to the town. Yeah, and and Archie even is um, scared in the scene of the power of that paper too. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's worried. Uh, that he's going to write like an expose on his uh, relationship with Miss Grundy. And he compares it to, oh God, I have to scroll back up to find the kid's name. What was the kid's name? Chuck Clayton. He compares it to like the Chuck Clayton situation. And he's like, it's going to be like Chuck Clayton. Yeah. Archie, buddy. Um, No, (laughs) it's a very different situation. Very different. Um, And and it's it's funny too, because Jughead here is like, you're stupid. Like, Betty's not going to do that. Probably. Yeah, he's um, like, she'd never do anything to hurt you. And Archie, like, relaxes. And he goes, probably. And Archie's like, oh, my God. Like, no. Yeah, which is, <laughs> it's like, so classic, like, high school friend kind of being a jackass to you. Like, Yeah, and nice. then immediately changing the topic by insulting your girlfriend for yeah. her age. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> from here, we move on. Betty's conducting uh, an interview with Miss Grundy, mm-hmm. uh, just in a weird fashion. Honestly, um, she comes off very aggressive, very fast. She doesn't let the person like relax at all. No, um, it's it feels like a like a police interview, honestly, more more than like a <laughs> anything else. Yeah. Where uh, did you move to Riverdale from? Can I get the names of the other schools where you've taught? Yeah. Was, what made you leave? It was very strange. <laughs> and and, and uh, Miss Grunty's response of like, I think Betty asked her like, oh, like, where where did you live before Riverdale? And Miss Grunty was <laughs> like, oh, mostly on the road. And I'm like, what? what? So vague. <laughs> yeah, she said like here and there, mostly on the road. Like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Who you're, so you're just like like you're just out here like driving around the country, um. So you know very suspicious, very suspicious. Um. Then Betty does the hilarious thing where she's like, uh, <laughs> uh what did she say? She she starts talking about like Jason. Um, yeah, cause cause she's asking about like other independent studies. She's like trying to find yeah. out if Miss Grundy's a serial child molester. Or if exactly. this is a one-time thing, <laughs> which, like, Betty, leave that to the police. But, um, yeah, so she finds out that last year Miss Grundy had two independent studies, and one of them was with Jason Blossom. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And he's like, he's pretty handsome, right? Yeah, he's pretty cute, right? And she, like, leans forward, like, he's pretty cute, like, trying to be conspiratorial. Mm-hmm. And Miss Grundy leans forward like the same way, and, and you can you can see Betty's face like light up, like she's like, oh, I'm gonna get some juicy gossip here. Yeah. And Miss Grundy's like, I don't think of my students that way. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just, yeah. She's like 
says she has to get ready for class or something and leaves. Just an awesome scene. Um, Cause <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's really funny how in, in most situation, like situations, Betty's character, like, does, like she is like paralyzed by choice. It feels like a lot of the times, like she can't make up her mind about how to act or what she wants to do. Yeah. Um, but then whenever the plot calls for it, she's able to just be like, okay, now I'm a detective uh, and I'm interviewing this person. Um, <laughs> and then there's I, yeah. more later on where it's just like, whatever the plot needs her to be able to do, she can now do. Um, yep. <laughs> so that's frustrating. Uh, it's It's also weird because she seems like, her character in the previous episodes, it was like she was shy, but she was struggling with something. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell that she was like probably is a confident person, but is acting shy. And then like we see, you know, last episode with Chuck, we saw like she's got some serious mental health issues going on. Yep. And then here it's just like she is competent. She's put together. She is a child detective and she's going to put she's going to put these adults out on their ass confused with her questions she doesn't end up doing any of that but that's what she thinks she's doing and it's like yeah betty you who are you yeah last episode you were like having a mental breakdown <laughs> yeah and now you're fine not not only are you fine but you're like a fairly competent amateur detective yeah like it's pretty crazy <laughs> um it's just just confusing uh hopefully her character gets more flushed out uh but (laughs) uh the next scene um moving on here we've got we're back in the weird huge common room um i i anytime i see the common room it's all i can think about is why would they have this it's like such a college thing yeah like if this was at like a community college it would make so much more sense oh my god that fixes so many problems (laughs) (laughs) I don't know uh, why they didn't just do that. Like their actors that they yeah. cast are old enough, except for some of the younger ones that play like Dalton Doyley and some of the younger students. But even then, they could be like a high schooler who's like taking a community college course. Yeah, like taking like a, a like a survival course or something, you know. And, and it's supposed to be a small town anyway. Like you're gonna know people. Yeah, or it could just be the Adventure Scouts are hosted at the community college, so they like practice yeah. there or something. You know, like you could easily uh, explain all of this. Yeah. Um, oh my God. <laughs> so, moving moving forward, we got Kevin and, and Veronica here talking. Uh, they're making plans to go to the drive-in together. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheryl comes in, is really mean to Veronica about her mom, shows her the picture. Is she going to be selling off her hair extensions next? <laughs> so, it's like I don't even know if she wears hair extensions. Cheryl looks pretty pretty natural to me. Yeah. Um. So it's Veronica's like, what's a Southside serpent? And we learn from Kevin that they're like the evil, evil doers of Riverdale. <laughs> they're, he says that they're a motorcycle gang that are sort of dangerous. They're drug dealers and petty thieves. So, you know, if he's describing them as sort of dangerous, they're not like murderers or anything. But they it's will beat the, you up in an alley and take your wallet. <laughs> so The petty thieves and and. and gangsters of Riverdale drug dealers drug dealers they sell well they'll sell you some drugs for sure yeah I mean Kevin Uh, mentions 
coke in this episode so maybe there's they ones. Actually? yeah like when they're talking about the drive-in in like the first scene oh. um because when veronica mentions um vods Oh Kev, my god. Kev, yeah. Cuz she, she's like who even goes there anymore and Kevin's like people who want to do coke. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. true. Also. Definitely. So, yeah. Um <laughs> We get a scene uh after this where Veronica uh, confronts her mom about the photo and asks her what's going on. Nothing really comes of it. Her mom like tells her, oh, I was telling this guy off. He made this weird comment about me. I can handle it. Um, she also mentions like, hey, I grew up here. I went to school mm-hmm. with some of these South Side serpents. Like back in the day, he was like a normal 15 year old like the rest of us. So exactly. Just like calm down. <laughs> and she has a nice comment too about like, oh, just because he's from like the wrong side of the tracks like it's like okay cool yeah like like stop being classist veronica so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so then the next scene archie somehow has a one-on-one with the mayor not archie jughead yeah, jughead. yeah it's jughead um and he's there to talk about the, the twilight drive-in and yes Here's my thing, right? Yeah. Why are they showing these old movies when if they put on like Shrek 2, they'd make hundreds of dollars so quickly in a night? If they put on like the all the Shrek movies in like a weekend, <laughs> like all day Saturday we're playing Shrek 1, all day or all day Friday we're playing Shrek 1, all day mm-hmm. Saturday we're playing Shrek 2, all day Sunday we're playing Shrek 3. Come and see it. You know, if you buy your ticket early, you get popcorn, your first popcorn refill free. Like play like normal movies play the fucking twilight movies at the twilight drive-in they'd have people <laughs> from like other other like towns coming over like oh that's so cool do a twilight themed thing put like you know red jello cups out yeah you know like do some modern no one wants to see fucking james dean on screen okay <laughs> <laughs> no he, he's not really considering his audience very well no, and also he's not even picking like classic movies with good actors. No offense to any James Dean fans, but he's not wow. a good actor. <laughs> he just died, and people thought he was hot. That's it. So uh, sometimes that's all it takes to make it, you know. <laughs> he made it in Hollywood after his death. So uh, <laughs> the the mayor here comes all across pretty nice. Uh, you know, she listens to. Jughead's kind of sob story about how important the, the drive-in is to him, uh, and then tells him it's become a hangout for criminals and transients. Yeah. <laughs> the future of Riverdale is at stake if we don't demolish this thing. You know, she our town is. She also calls it crumble. a cesspool. Like, yeah. <laughs> when we when we see it later, she's right. <laughs> so. That's, yeah. It looks like it's in pretty bad shape, to be honest. It does. Um. <laughs> do you remember the drive-in we went to we went to see like uh it was like our neighbor's birthday when? you were probably younger than 10 um, um probably not <laughs> nah yeah it, it was cool this is the only one i remember it was what movie um, did we see dude i don't even know it was like a pirate movie but it was animated it might have been like the animated like sinbad movie mm, i don't remember this one the only young drive-in experience I remember was when I was 15, the fifth Harry Potter came out on my birthday, oh, like around yeah. my birthday, 
and uh, we went and saw it. I don't remember where that was, but uh, I think it was pretty close to us. I remember, but yeah, because it wasn't very. It was maybe like twenty minutes drive. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, it was. So we've had some driving experiences. They're kind of fun. Yeah, driving's yeah. a good time. Um, so During you know, COVID too. That they're demolishing drive-in. Yeah, in, in real life, during COVID, a lot of drive-ins got a lot better business, which was cool. So a lot of drive-ins are able to, like, get more business than they'd seen in years, like in decades, and stay open. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, so our, our next scene here, uh, we're back at Pops. <laughs> I, I think it's um, Betty and Veronica and Archie. Yeah. And they're kind of confronting him about, like, Miss Grundy. And, oh, like, I was looking her up and I can't find anything about her online. Like, she doesn't exist. <laughs> you couldn't find anything about her on Sleuthster. On Sleuthster, right. Yeah, or not LinkedIn. On, not online. <laughs> on, <laughs> on her fake website, Sleuthster. <laughs> her LinkedIn page was made only a year ago. Um, yeah, and, like, and her, her Facebook, too. Facebook. You know, the, the big two social media uh so it's it's you know a little suspicious a little weird uh archie claims he's not in any danger and and gives betty the shitty line of if you're really my friend you'll let this go Uh, don't bring this up like i can handle it Uh, yeah and then well before that betty shows him a picture i'm going to send you in the chat of the old mrs grundy which is an old lady name with the same name (laughs) Yep. who she found, like, in her sleuthing. I'm also sending you a picture of Miss Grundy in the Archie comics. This it is literally the Miss Grundy from the old comics. Yeah, it's so funny. It's, like, the red <laughs> polka dot dress with, like, a big floral collar and then, like, white hair and a bun, and it's just, like, this older lady. Mm-hmm. Also, somebody <laughs> shelled out for a color photo for this lady, so... That's her obituary, you know. They're usually in black and white. Like it's kind of hard to get color, but that's that's cool. Somebody somebody was like, "No, we gotta we gotta get that red dress in there." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, Archie asks Betty to drop it. Yeah. Um, and Betty kind of agrees. She's like, "Sure, fine, whatever. You know, I I respect you." Um. And then, Which is a bunch of lies. A bunch of lies. That is fire, <laughs> dude. Uh, from from here, um, we cut to Archie with Miss Grundy. Um, he's kind of, you know, starting to doubt himself a little bit. You can tell, and he's like, "Oh, like we always talk about me. Like can we talk about you." Um, and Asks her if she always wanted to be a teacher, which Miss Grundy laughs and immediately says no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and explains how she didn't make it as a musician, even though she went to Juilliard. She must be pretty bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you went to Juilliard and you then auditioned at a bunch of places and got rejected. Yeah. Like, And also, like, you couldn't get a job even like teaching at like a better high school than Riverdale high. Yeah. Like teaching higher ed or like, yeah. Or at least like one of those like fancy private schools. It's like a, you know, like a 
feed a feed school to Juilliard, you know. Right. Uh, it's just confusing. Um, she has this whole long story about having a dream, and sometimes, you know, it's just a dream, Archie, which inspires a whole reflective conversation they have where she's really gross and manipulative about their relationship. Yeah, because Archie's like, wait, is is this just a dream to you, what we have? Mm-hmm. And she's like, all we have is each other. <laughs> yeah, and like, oh, is that so bad? Oh, it's, it's like, yes, it's, yes. Uh, uh. Yes. This, wee, wee, this is the police, Miss Grunty, we're locking you up. Yes, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, just a gross scene. Um, yeah. So then the next scene, Betty's breaking into Miss Grundy's car. Yeah, literally with, like, car breaking into tools. Yeah. Like, she had, like, a whole toolkit with her, like... Her explanation was that she works on cars with her dad. Yeah, Um, brand new information. We have not really seen much of her dad at all this whole time. He does not look like a car guy. He looks like he might do some bike repairs in his... he's, He's, like, Calvin's dad from Calvin and Hobbes. Not even. He looks like he would manage, like... A chain of restaurants. I... <laughs> he does not look like he gets his hands dirty. Oh. Generally, like. Yeah. It. it yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. It's just like okay, sure. Yeah, you can just do this. Like, right. It, right. It's just her character is not flushed out at all. And, and I guess maybe this is it. Doing it is that like okay, Betty can do whatever. She's really cool. And it's like an old slug bug too. So they literally could have just made it like oh, I don't really know how to break into a car. I haven't thought this through. And she, like, jiggles the handle, and it turns out the lock doesn't really work that well. Yeah, like, I they could have written something else in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I do like this scene. Um, it's cool. It's some good Betty and Veronica time. Um, so they break into the car. They're looking around for something to get some dirt on Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. Um, they find this, like, toolbox in her car. Okay, I called it a tackle box. Tackle box, it's similar. It's a toolbox, it's like a little metal box. I don't don't know. Yeah, Um, and and, uh, Betty also knows how to break into those. You know, she can pick locks with a hairpin. Just, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, It's fairly funny. She says that's from the Nancy Drew Detective Handbook. Yeah, Um, which in my notes I put uh, from the Nancy Drew Detective Handbook in quotes and then in parentheses, freak. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a really funny line in this scene where uh, Betty talks about uh, Grundy having Archie under some kind of sexual spell. Yeah, I hate uh, that line. It's so gross. It's gross. It, and it's it's funny, but it's gross because it's it is true. It's like, yeah, it's messed up, man. Like, it's kind of accurate, but you yeah. didn't have to say it like that. Yeah, and and Betty's face during the lockpicking sequence is just awful. I really hate it. She's making like crazy faces, like, like just ah. just bad. It's just, it's like every facial expression in her like acting handbook. Yeah, is going into the scene in this like seven, no, not not even <laughs> a couple seconds of like picking the lock. Um, so they find they find an ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Miss Grundy's real name, which I didn't write down. <laughs> Jennifer Gibson. Jennifer Gibson. Um, which is a much better name than Geraldine Grundy. 
Yeah, a real name. Jennifer Gibson, That's people are named that these days. Yeah, like that sounds like a real person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no offense to the OG Geraldine Grundy, but she exactly. was also, you know, an old woman in the 1950s. So she was probably born in like the 30s. Maybe. No, she was probably born in like the. Uh. <laughs> no, she was like she was like 60. She, she was born before the year 1900. Yeah. So, of course, she's going to have a weird ass name. Yeah. Geraldine as a name is fine if you're born in like 1895. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's old. <laughs> so old. Um, so the, the sequence of events here is really funny to me because this is a really small tackle box. It's maybe like six inches deep and like a foot a foot long literally like if it's like a toolbox it's got like a a couple of it's got like a hammer and a couple of those big wrenches and that's it Mm -hmm. um and and the sequence of events is betty pulls out the id with the fake name and then pulls out a fucking gun like how is the gun not and she just like holds it over her head with her finger on the trigger are you fucking crazy betty (laughs) The trigger discipline is so bad. It's so bad. Also, like, don't pick up a gun. Yeah. (laughs) A gun can go off at any time. Like, if you bump it wrong, you you don't know if it's loaded. She doesn't even... She starts fucking pointing it around the car multiple times at Veronica's head. You don't know if this thing is loaded. You could be blowing your friend's head off right now, and then you get arrested for murder and also breaking and entering. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> or you flee the scene and and uh Gerald yeah and, and then Grundy it's murder breaking and entering and fleeing the scene like what what probably child endangerment too because you're both children so <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh really crazy scene uh so miss grundy's got a gun she's lying about who she is she's actually jennifer wilson what the gibson what gibson, gibson. <laughs> yeah i need to write that down <laughs> um well We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, so maybe not. <laughs> Betty and Veronica um, confront Archie after this. Archie is in the, the he's in denial. He he's definitely it's scared. It's so funny because they're like waiting outside his house. Yeah. But like not not up on the sidewalk, like where Fred can see them from the porch. To, but Archie like see, like turns the corner and sees them, and he goes, "Oh God." <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was a good scene. Um, so they, they kind of talked to him about it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, look, look, I'm not worried about it. I trust her. Like, I, I'm I'm with her. I know her. It's not like that. Yeah. Um, but you can tell he's scared. Uh, and he's kind of like, re- he's like, well, that's, there's a lot of questions floating around in that big old head of his. So <laughs> there are definitely are. He's got a big empty head. Um, <laughs> so the next scene <laughs> is <laughs> so true. he is so stupid. I, I love Archie, but he's so dumb. He's, just, he's like, you know, like the golden retriever boyfriend memes. Yeah, that, that's Archie, except he's not even any. Well, I guess he's Miss Grundy's boyfriend, but he's just like he's just dumb to everyone. I love it. He's so good. A great character. Um, feel kind of bad for him. Uh, the next scene, very sympathetic character for sure. Oh yeah. Um, Drughead is in Fred's like construction job. He's site. doing like the bad boy really? lean against the wall of the trailer. Yeah, he's trying to convince Fred, like, hey man, like, 
Just give me a week so I can talk to whoever, like I can find out who's trying to buy hey, this. Hey, man, I know you're just the construction crew that picked up the contract that has to be fulfilled because you're responsible for the work that gets done and you're being paid <laughs> for every single day you're on the job. But stop working for a whole week so can I can figure just out. delay it a week? Just, just delay it a week so none of your guys get paid and you're also breaking the rules of your contract and so you yes. lose the job to the next highest bidder. Yeah. And then... And then start working on it. Can you just sacrifice your business for me? <laughs> your business, your integrity, your chance of getting any other contract in the future. Yeah. Uh, and Fred Fred uh, clearly says no to this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I can't. It's a big job. Like, I, yeah. I, I've got my guys, like, working. I can't let them down either. Getting um, this contract could mean other contracts in the future. Like, mm-hmm. He also was like, hey, I argument. love the Twilight too, but it's happening, man. No yeah. one can stop it. So Exactly. Uh very very logical. You know, he's he's trying to kind, make ends meet here. Practical, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Archie gets mad, he's like, oh, I already fired one Jones. Jughead, yeah. Or fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> uh Fred is like, hey, look, I'm really sorry. Like, I had to let your dad go. He was literally stealing from the company. Uh, and I had to Which let him go. Which is so funny because it's like, <laughs> dude, your dad was stealing. I I could have had him arrested. Like, all I did was fire him. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and Jughead's like, no, you should have kept him on. You should have let him keep stealing from you. That's what yeah. a true friend would have done. And, and he, he storms off. He's mad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next scene, um, we've got uh, the mayor and Hermione Lodge. Uh, Lodge Industries now owns the Twilight Drive-In, and there's some bribe money from the Lodge family going to the mayor. Who is it's now re-election evil. campaign money, not bribe money. That's very true. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heavy wink. Um, yeah. Big wink. And so, okay, so it's clear that the Lodges are up to something as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're keeping Veronica out of it, or at least they're trying to. Um, Which, like, why does a 15-year-old need to be involved in the business anyway? So it makes complete sense. Total sense. You know, <laughs> let her go to school. Archie um, doesn't give a shit about his dad's contract. No, nah, he doesn't care. <laughs> like, He's got to focus on his music. Yeah. And <laughs> other things. Other things, yeah. Uh, so the next scene is Archie at Miss Grundy's house. Um, her decorations are god awful i hate her house it's it you know it makes sense for her story because it's literally like it was already decorated and she just moved into it kind of yes i guess but it's like it is like the the old geraldine grundy like the original lived there like that is the level of decoration that we're at it look yeah it looks like an airbnb it's like cozy country cottage. You know? <laughs> oh God, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so Archie confronts her about her real name and what's going on. Like, tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, Grundy, or should I say Jennifer, um, yeah. is like, oh well, you know. Wait, I got can we, married. Can we talk about the glasses scene first? Because there's some really good acting here. Like, he asks her her, if her name is Jennifer Gibson. And she, like, takes a deep breath, takes off her glasses, folds them up, sighs, and then looks him dead in the eyes. And Archie's like, what? You could see this whole time? (laughs) Like, you didn't need those? Incredible. 
yes. Uh, she takes the glasses off. Um, and she reveals her tragic backstory of how, how my, I was married and my husband was abusive. So I, I eventually, you know, I got a divorce and I, I left him and changed my name and I moved here. Um, super believable. I guess, uh, but I don't understand. I don't understand. I hate this. I, I just am like, okay, so you moved here, and we're like, yep, let me start uh, abusing this child. Right, and also like, it, the story doesn't add up. You left him and then got a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like you left the state and then got a. That doesn't. I mean, happen. that happens. That does happen. Okay, but then. She changed her name, but she changed it to the exact name of this dead old woman. <laughs> that that just doesn't seem like a co- well, like like yeah. who comes up with the name Geraldine Grundy as their uh, running away name? You know? Awful name. Yeah, I mean, come, you can anything. <laughs> uh, Alice yeah. Beale. I don't know. Like it, it's a, something. Else, <laughs> you know, like, come on. Yeah, uh, something a little more recent. Yeah. Um, so. I'm just confused. I don't understand how old she's supposed to be anymore. I don't understand, like, okay, so, like, how, how what is the, what's going on here? It's just more confusing. Um, yeah. Archie is just, like, sweet, and he's like, ah, oh, that must suck, and he gives her a hug. I don't think he even says anything. He just gives her a hug. No, he literally just, like, steps closer to her and, like, opens his arms. Yeah. Which made her boyfriend move, you know? That's, oh, totally. That's that's really sweet if that's like a couple that's the same age <laughs> or like you know around yeah. like like if this was another teenager be like oh that's cute he's being a good boyfriend instead exactly. it's like Ugh. yeah it it yeah it, it just it's so I, I don't understand how the writers or directors are how are you supposed to feel in this scene it's just gross like. It's really gross. And I feel like the whole thing, the reason I don't believe the story is because the whole thing just makes me feel like really sick to my stomach. So when she's like, I got a divorce, I changed my name. This man, he used to beat me, Archie. Mm -hmm. I was in the hospital. I'm like, I don't, okay. Like, yeah, that could happen, but I don't believe you. Yeah, I I don't care. Like, I don't care. You started this relationship with a 15-year-old. Right. Like, none of that matters. Like, okay, yeah, that's why you changed your name, but you're you're fucking a 15-year-old right now. Yeah. Just get yourself together. And a student. Your (sighs) student. Yeah. Like, you met him at your school. Yeah. Get it together, girl. I don't (laughs) Go to therapy. It's just bad. And then to jail. Or both. Go to jail first. Jail. Go to therapy in jail. Jail. Yeah. Jail. Um, Jailhouse therapy. God. It's just... It's just gross. Um, so let's move on. Yes. <laughs> uh, the next scene I loved. Um, My first note on this is all caps. Why is Kevin so sexy in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I... You know? I don't even know why I wrote that. But he does look good. So... <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's got his shit together here. Um, it's a very polished looking outfit. He's yeah. got like blue jeans that fit. Not, you know what? He just looks like a farmer. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> whatever. But he's no. got like blue jeans that fit nice. He's got like a plaid shirt buttoned up and tucked in. And then he's got like this nice brown jacket on. And he just, he's got his hair nice. He's always got his hair nice. But he's that just looking true. good. He's looking, he's ready for the drive-in. 
he's ready. Um, so he comes in and he says, here's your high point, Dad. Which I think is <laughs> coffee or beer. I, I, it's one of the two. It's coffee, but I think high point is like, because he hands him like a coffee cup, right? I don't know. I, I wasn't really paying attention. Time for a quick Google. I think high point might be a type of liquor, so maybe there's... <laughs> So coffee with the liquor high in point. it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, high point beverage. High point is a brand of instant decaffeinated coffee. Oh, interesting. It was introduced on a test basis in 1975. So his dad doesn't drink coffee. He drinks decaf coffee. Decaf coffee. Okay, interesting. Well, there we go. Yeah. No alcoholism um, yet in this show, which is nice. That is so, nice. Um, yeah. Especially from the sheriff. Yeah. Like, you kind of expect the sheriff to be, like, well, like especially, like, a small-town sheriff. He's, like, a heavy drinker. He's got, like, a glass of malt liquor on his desk at all times. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I got to solve these cases, and I'm the only one in this town that can. But we're not getting that. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah. We also get a great line from Kevin. Uh, nice murder wall, true detective. Which, Which yeah, some some good foreshadowing there too. Um, also, I, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell was in True Detective, <laughs> so our first Colin Farrell sighting in Riverdale. <laughs> Mark it off, episode four. It's early. Episode four. Um, See, they have some taste here. We got. They, they truly do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's some good lines here from Kevin's dad. I don't really remember his name. We'll just call him Sheriff Keller. Um, I don't know if we've gotten his first name yet. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's Kevin asks about the drive-in, and he's like, "Oh, do you have a date?" Um, and, Kevin and he seems like, like excited for him. He's like, yeah. "Oh, that'll be cool." Uh, Kevin says, "No, he's going with Veronica." And, and <laughs> Sheriff Keller has this great line: uh, "Is there not a nice gay kid at your school?" <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then Kevin says, "There is." me <laughs> yes <laughs> they're so funny um just a great dynamic and and he has a sheriff keller has a serious conversation with his son uh he's, he tells him no cruising no, no cruising is, guys tonight no cruising guys yeah uh, which is just great uh, I, we both know what goes on in those woods there's never, been a child murder stay I, out of the woods or if you're gonna fuck stay in the truck <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. Um I feel but, like he's in competition right now with Fred for best dad in the series. Definitely. Just from this scene alone. Um Yeah. yeah it it's a very um like child parent heavy episode, which I yeah. like. It worked for me. Um I, I agree. I also like that they didn't make Sheriff Keller like a stereotype of like a small town sheriff. Like he's not homophobic. He's very supportive of his gay son. He's mm-hmm. he's even like I feel like he would be like throwing condoms at him. He'd be like yes. like if, like if Kevin said this was a date, he'd be like, "Here's a whole box. Have have at it. Yeah. Call me when you're back home." Like you know, he's and then also he's not uh he doesn't drink alcohol at least that we've seen yet. At least it, early in the morning when you're having coffee. Right, <laughs> like which I feel like is like a like a stereotype of like small town sheriffs that appears in a lot of these types yeah, of shows. Yeah, the, the flask that they. Yeah, and they like pour it in the coffee, you know. <laughs> and he's like, but no, this guy's <laughs> drinking decaf. He doesn't yeah. even need caffeine. He just likes the flavor. Yeah. Um. Love Sheriff Keller. Yes, crazy. Cool. 
the next scene is pretty funny too. Um, Fred is chilling at his house and he gets a knock on the door, and it's Alice and Alice Cooper, Betty's mom, and her mm-hmm. husband. Still uh, unnamed. Still unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> the husband kind of opens up with like a like very formal like business type. Sorry for the interruption. Uh, we're here to inform you, and <laughs> gets cut off immediately. And uh, Alice cuts straight to the point and says that she doesn't want Archie and Betty to spend time together anymore uh, because she thinks Archie's a bad kid. Um, Fred just immediately is like, my son's a good kid. Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't even blink. No hesitation. Yeah. He's, he's not even like, what do you mean? He's like, no, my son's a good kid. You're fucked in the head. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah it's so good and, i live and, next uh, door fred i see him sneaking out at night yeah and then like, he's like oh are you spying on me <laughs> and he said is it so like coy too he's yeah. like alice he's spying on me he's been spying over there good little spy glasses <laughs> it's so funny yeah that's, that's a good little scene and and uh betty's dad here he's just looking real real shy and like regretful like very uh, uncomfortable. He's like, I hate this woman that I'm married to. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You almost feel bad for him. Yeah, you yeah, do. Um, I did. I don't know. <laughs> the our next, we move on. Um, it's Archie's talking with Betty, and he's like, Ah, Miss Grundy, she didn't do anything to me. Uh, and Betty's like, You're in over your that's, head, buddy. That's not how the police will see it either so (laughs) (laughs) then he's like look i'll handle it but i need to do it like in my own way um which is like all right that's fair yeah Um, i I still don't feel like he understands the gravity of the situation at all no and i think in any other situation i would agree and be like yeah that's fair but not this time archie yeah if i'm if i'm archie's friend here and i'm walking with him i'd be like okay that's sure I trust that you'll handle it. So tell me, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. And I'd be like, okay, so t- let me ask you this. If our English teacher, who is 45, by the way, decided to hook up with me and I was cool with it, how would you handle that situation? If I was in your shoes, how would you handle it? Let me you pose understand. you a question, Archie Kins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's. Because it's just like, I don't like. Get some perspective on it, you know? I, I don't know. Obviously, yeah. it's, it's hard for him because he's the one in the situation, but it's... Mm, yuck. Very gross. Um, moving on here now, we're kind of building up to this, this final closing night. Mm-hmm. And Hermione Lodge is with her, like, servant butler guy. Smithers, yes. Smithers. <laughs> Uh, she calls herself an old crone. She's talking about how she's going uh, to the drive-in with, with Fred Andrews, and it's going to look less weird if she goes with him. As an old friend instead of as an old crone. Mm-hmm. And Smithers very seriously is like, you're not an old crone, ma'am. Yes. And she's like, it was a fucking joke, Smithers. Like, stop thinking <laughs> these seriously. Like, she gets so upset. It's so funny. But like, she doesn't really say that. She's like, no, it was it was a joke. Like she's more no. calm 
but well that's because it wasn't really a joke you know that that's that self-deprecating humor and that's a big no-no yeah um, Smithers and, and is like shut up man Smithers is gorgeous like, don't talk about yourself like that <laughs> would you let a friend talk about you that way <laughs> like oh exactly Smithers exactly. is doing some parenting here yeah so. um it's good for him uh <laughs> <laughs> the next scene we've got Betty's mom um <laughs> she's just Alice here she's putting her daughter's laundry away which is yeah. very weird um and i'm glad she, you said this too i mean we were both doing our own laundry by the time we were in high school probably even in junior high i might not have been like like putting everything through the like washer and dryer in junior high right but i but think if, by that if, time i was putting it away myself Most, i remember specifically putting like i would get it from the dryer and put it away yeah or at I, most like mom would leave like the pile of clothes on your bed like it like folded for you like if if our mom did laundry for us she would like leave it on the bed for you to put away Mm -hmm. because she's not going to be snooping yeah and and yeah this is definitely betty's mom alice here she's she's snooping um and then she just finds a fucking gun (laughs) yeah and she pulls it out like Like she does like a okay sign and uses like her pointer finger and thumb to like pull yeah. it out like like what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah, which is really <laughs> funny. Um, and honestly, like after this, her snooping, I'm like, yeah, I would I would go through my kids' stuff and I found I a fucking gun. I'd be like, you have a fucking gun in here? I'd call the police. I'd do the whole <laughs> like, what is happening? What? Yeah. And then she goes through her diary. You know, she's figuring out what's I'm going like, on. And, like, why would Betty keep that? There's been yes. a murder with a gun, a gun, and you found a gun, just and you, you kept it. Just leave it there. Don't touch it. Like, like. General rule of thumb, if you find a gun somewhere, anywhere, PSA, don't touch it and alert an authority immediately. And and Grundy is going to know, like, she's going to discover that her fucking piece is missing <laughs> yeah. and be like, oh, shit, I was robbed. And if she doesn't find it, that means she doesn't have good gun safety, which means that bitch is probably loaded. So you shouldn't have that in yeah. your underwear. Come on, Betty. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and another example of poor trigger discipline here, um, because we see Betty come home and Alice opens the door and she's just holding the pistol with her hand on it and finger on the trigger. waving, waving that it around. around. <laughs> like the most like floppy wristed like does not give a shit where that thing is pointed i i don't think any single one of these actors has ever been on a gun range no no way i mean i haven't either but i i know the basics we've been around guns well it's that's just like never put your finger on the trigger unless you are about to shoot unless you're about to kill something not even about to shoot unless you're about to like if you're if you're committed well, to kill something you're at the range no even there the, what, that's what they tell you don't put your finger on the trigger unless you're committed to kill something because if you're oh. aiming it in the wrong direction you're going to kill someone well right like that's why so, like, to shoot like you're not going to shoot when you're not aiming down range but uh, right but that's that's, what, that's why they tell you because it's like you never like it could ricochet off a pan like a scooby-doo someone. movie <laughs> <laughs> like that is true you know the toddlers that go to the ring <laughs> i don't know but no I, that, that's a good way to think about it because uh, guns kill people um but yeah no the trigger discipline in here is it's poor 
really bad. Really, really bad. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, Betty's been discovered, and and Betty's mom now is gonna find everything out here. Alice is in full freakout mode. Complete freakout mode. Uh, we move on. We're we're at the drive-in, so everything's been set up for this this action to happen. Jughead is just sad by himself next to the, all the movies, reels, and things playing. He's <laughs> just like up there, sad, yes. looking around at all the reels. Like, it kind of seems like his life sucks. I hate to say it because I don't like Jughead, but he seems like he's in a bad place right now and he needs a friend. Truly, it, it, he's really depressed. Um <laughs> Veronica and Kevin are like chilling on the, the truck bed. Cheryl. They've got a sweet up. setup here too. They got like they got cushions and blankets and stuff. Yeah. Looks comfy. Very comfy. Um Cheryl pulls up in her convertible and just like <laughs> forces her way into the pile. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Uh <laughs> uh then we move on and, and Fred and Hermione are there together. They're talking about the last time they were there, and how like, oh, haha, remember when we kissed? Uh, then Hermione. It's a candy man, by the way. The candy man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hermione's phone starts blowing up, and she has to leave. And she's like, oh, I'm just gonna go get more to eat. And Fred's like, oh, I'll come with you. And then she's like, actually, no, I'm going to the bathroom, and I'm gonna powder my nose. Don't come. Here's. Uh, Briefly, I want to I want to hold on Candyman for a second because okay. this is going to give us some idea of the timeline of Riverdale. Yeah. Candyman was released in October of 1992. Okay. And Fred would have been in high school at that time, so let's say he's yeah, they, probably like 16, 17, because they were at the drive-in. And they were seniors. They were seniors, They're so seniors. he's like 18. Yeah. yeah. So he was 18 in 1992, and he looks like probably 40, 45 here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he has a son who is 15. So, yeah, sure. So, what <laughs> what year is this supposed to take place in? I mean, uh, it's a timeless <laughs> void. But based on that, I would say it's probably, like, supposed to be 2010, early 2010s, like in there. Okay, so he would have, born in, he would have been born in 74. Mm-hmm. Okay. This would have taken place in 2019 if he's like 45. Okay. Yeah. Or 20, <laughs> which actually, or if he's 40, it would have been 2014, which is when the show came out. So I guess in this first season, this is pretty in line with how, like, they're keeping. Yeah, it makes then, sense. Yeah, like that, Netflix that is sense. around. They've got video on demand. I mean, yeah. I'm just keeping track of this because in later seasons, it gets really confusing, like, what time they're supposed to be in. Right now, it seems pretty consistent, which is good to know. But I just wanted to, because I wasn't sure when Candyman originally came out. And I was like, we finally have, like, a a, a plot point that tells us, like, an exact, we can carbon date Fred. (laughs) (laughs) So... But yeah. yeah, so Hermione leaves because she gets a bunch of texts on her phone she needs to handle. Yeah, she's she's off on doing her mysterious business. Yeah. Um, and as soon as she leaves, Alice starts banging on the window with a flashlight. <laughs> Fred! Fred! Let me interrupt your illicit affair to get you to come with me to talk about the kids. Yeah. 
Which it, Fred, it, to his credit, immediately gets up and yes, he's like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, Cheryl starts talking about how <laughs> Jason always adored the drive-in. Mm. Um, and so Veronica and Fred I hate, kind of I'm tired of hearing about Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fucked up. Like, this kid has died and it's been revealed that he's a murder. Like, it was a murder, like, a week ago. Yeah. And this is her like brother that Her this happened brother. to yeah and then they just are like they're tired of it which is like accurate to like high schoolers i mean i'm tired of it too yeah <laughs> it's it's a, it's a cheryl problem it's not the problem with the situation cheryl just sucks yeah uh, and but it's like it's, she's like being mean to everyone all the time and then she'll come back and be like can i get some sympathy though mm-hmm. it's like it my just, brother's dead yeah like like no cheryl uh, yeah, uh, there's some noise behind them, people laughing, having a good time, and Kevin freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> he turns and goes, shh. Yeah, he gives them a big shh, and then Veronica has a little speech about her heels. <laughs> um, and Which this is her little saying here, her little quote. Yeah. I feel like she's kind of quoting the uh, 2001 X-Men movie here. Oh God! How? Do you know what happens to a snake when a Louis Vuitton heel steps on it? Keep it up, and you'll find out. Storm in the 2001 X-Men movie says, "You know what happens to a frog when lightning hits it? <laughs> the same thing that happens to everything else." And it's like the way she says it is pretty much exactly the same way that Storm says it. Oh. It to me, I was just like, "That's the fucking X-Men right there. That's 2001 X-Men." Now, maybe I've just watched that movie too many times. <laughs> yeah, I didn't but... think of that at all. Uh, <laughs> but it is strikingly similar now that you mention it. <laughs> there you go. She's a big X-Men fan, as it turns out. Kevin shushes them also. There's like a hottie making eyes at him. Yeah, some some, some hottie looking at Kevin. Um, He's in like a lawn chair. <laughs> yeah. <there you> go. <laughs> Intimidating in a lawn chair. It's very funny. So yeah, uh, Veronica here, I, I think... I don't remember the exact order of events. She sees her mom sneaking off, doing something suspicious, and then hands the popcorn to Cheryl, be like, hey, get a refill. Cheryl then hands it to Kevin, and it's like, Kevin, get a refill. Um, and it's cherry Kev- soda. <laughs> yes, cherry soda. Um, <laughs> so Kevin get, gets up. He's like, fine, I'll, I'll do it. Gets the refill. Um, he goes, and he's like, yeah, I need a I need a popcorn. Like, can, yeah. can I get a refill? And the guy just, like, goes and refills it. And he looks at the people making out. This is a good scene. This is, uh, like, such a classic, like, only gay kid in a small town. Because no one else has come out yet. Yeah. Situation where he's like, damn, I wish I could be, like, in a happy couple. And, like, looking around, like, ugh. The only gay kid in this town. Yeah, if only it were me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that um, could be me if there weren't so many straight people here, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so sad and just really well well done. And there's a good good little interaction he has. I like this scene with the like the uh, concessions worker where he just keeps asking for more stuff. Yeah, and he's he like, like he's like looking around and seeing more people like hanging out. Yeah, like, like as couples, like couples and stuff. And he's like, oh, he's can like, I get gummy worms too, and a cola, and a hot dog. And the <laughs> and kid the comes back and it's like, uh, we're out of dogs. We're out of dogs. <laughs> Kevin's like, who am I trying to impress? <laughs> like, yeah, so I like good. this scene a lot. <laughs> I love Kevin. Um, and then we see uh, next uh, the 
the sexy guy you saw earlier comes up and is like, not so tough without your beard, huh? This made me laugh so hard. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a really good line. It's so funny, too, because he's like, again, he's trying to be intimidating. He's like almost a full head shorter than Kevin. Mm-hmm. He's just got like a leather jacket on. So he's like, that's so tough without your beard. <laughs> Look at him. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, so we, we see that. Uh, to start some, oh, maybe Kevin's going to get beat up. Um, Hermione uh, is being threatened by the Southside Serpent dude um, for not bringing enough money. And Veronica is, I think I think we noticed that she's there spying at this point. She's like peeking between the building and the fence. Like Yeah, she's got her head poked out. <laughs> <laughs> she's in, she's like, got like her little cape on too, so it's very Red Riding Hood. Yes. <laughs> this, oh my God, this is... This is the start of where this episode, I had some question marks earlier where I'm like, I hate this stuff with Miss Grundy, and this is where yeah. it all just comes together, and I just hate this. Um, this episode jumps the shark, so to speak. So we open up, and Archie is, like, giving Miss Grundy a gift. Uh, he yeah. pawned one of his guitars to get her a new cello bow, uh, which they, yeah. those are very expensive, and I... Why would any pawn shop owner let him pawn a guitar? He's a 15-year-old. Yeah, they'd be like, we need to see some ID. And he'd be like, oh, I don't have my license yet. And they'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of my store. It must have gone um, to like the shadiest pawn shop in town. Yeah. So then it gets transformed into this like weird mutual breakup thing where yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I think we should end things. Don't you? No, but just their lessons, though. Just their, okay, wait, uh, yeah, just their lessons. Because he's like, oh, it's a conflict of interest, which it is. I was taking that to mean a, like, like. Like an ending lessons. everything kind of thing? Yeah, like, let's end the lessons, wink, wink. Um, oh, yuck. yeah, you're probably yeah. right. That's probably, and, yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was like a, like, oh, it's not a goodbye cello bow it's a see you around the halls cello bow um, and it's really? just so gross it's it, so uncomfortable yeah um they're trying to make miss grundy really sympathetic here my favorite part is when the parents all fucking storm in um i was so excited i was like yeah they're gonna beat the shit out of her <laughs> like yes <laughs> i was hoping and they're like Archie and Miss Grundy are about to kiss too, so they're like super yeah. close together in the scene, right when the parents storm in. So it's like, okay, so you don't stand that close next to your music teacher normally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so really, really weird. Then um, we cut back to Kevin, and it looks like oh maybe he's getting beat up by on this fence, and nope, he's just making out with this this guy who was. No, it does not look like he's getting beat up on this fence. It looks uh, like he's getting <laughs> fucked on this fence. Yeah. The way yeah. the fence is moving is not a beat up movement and the feet are not moving at all. I was like, oh. Oh, and then it pans up and they're just making out and it's like, oh, okay, okay. Good, good. I don't need to see anything else. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> they're they're going at it here. Um, we learned this guy's name is Joaquin and he shows Joaquin uh, yeah (laughs) I'll never let our father forget that (laughs) (laughs) it looks like he he reveals 
Kevin gives him his number and and he's like yeah. Kevin Keller, like Sheriff yeah. Keller. <laughs> Kevin put his full legal name in this guy's phone. <laughs> like, yeah. First um, and last, probably middle to. Yeah. Your name's Kevin Andrew Keller. <laughs> like, Here, here's my number. Use it. Okay, which is cool. like that's kind of cool, you know, kind of a kind, kind of, of a baller move. Kind of flame. Kind of. It's a little desperate. Uh, but you know, whatever. Uh, They've been kissing against the fence at a movie theater, though. So. Twenty-five different types of planes in the world. Complete guide. <laughs> Sorry, my my Google Home started listing different airplanes. <laughs> Very good. I'll cut that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after Kevin reveals his dad is the sheriff, uh, Joaquin reveals that he has a dark mark tattoo. <laughs> This is the stupidest gang tattoo I've ever seen. It's huge. It's massive. <laughs> and it's, like, obviously professionally done. Yeah. Which is not normal for gang tattoos, from my understanding. Usually it's done in, like, someone's basement or something. It's yeah. like a stick and poke. And it's just this huge serpent it's in like the shape whole of an forearm. S. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it is the whole forearm. Um, Kevin's like, well, I won't tell if you don't tell. And, they, they, you know, they're, they're like, all right, cool. We can keep making out. Yeah. And you can uh, see Joaquin smile when he says that because he's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're buddies. Cute, cute <laughs> yeah. moment here. Cute um, moment. So then we cut back to the child predator scene. Yeah. And Alice is losing her <laughs> fucking mind. Which, you know, I don't really understand because it's not her kid. No. I, I do understand if she was, like, supposed to be nice, but she's supposed to be mean. So it's like, okay, clearly... Like, why do you care, you know? like. Yeah. Well, why do you care this much? Um, right. So, in my notes here, I was just saying, LMAO, finally, yes, finally, <laughs> kill her, kill her, kill her, kill her. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I don't really have good notes. I, I've and, got you. I've got you yeah. covered. So, so, Alice starts going off the rails. At first, she's, like, going off on Miss Grundy. And Fred has her back because he thinks that she's, like, helping him protect his son from a child molester. And then Alice starts turning it and she's like, see what type of man Archie is? Mm -hmm. Because Betty's also there. Yep. And she's kind of orchestrating this. Right. So she's she's like, you see, like, this is why you can't hang out with him because he's being molested by your teacher. (laughs) 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 <laughs> which is such an insane argument <laughs> like crazy and then fred um gets starts to get mad because he realizes that archie is just trying to make like or like alice is just trying to make archie look bad mm-hmm. at this point like miss grundy's like, literally like sitting in a corner with her head down like i don't even want to she, deal she's with. like losing it in the corner <laughs> and archie interrupts alice and he goes i'm selfish i'm stupid i don't deserve to be your daughter's friend which is very sad you never want to hear someone talk about themselves like that no no and, and like yeah you are a little stupid archie but come like <laughs> that's fine you know everyone's yeah, a little you're not supposed to be smart um on and then betty tells her mom that if alice tells anyone like if she puts this in the paper that she'll tell everyone that she broke into miss grundy's car and she made up the whole story about archie and miss grundy and everyone will think that she finally snapped like polly yeah so she's threatening some stuff here it's kind of badass because alice is like oh god oh no my worst nightmare she's like you would never do that you wouldn't do that yeah at the point 
Miss Grundy steps in because I feel like she's just like, you know what? I'm the problem, which is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and so Miss Grundy is like, okay, I'll quit. And then Alice Cooper tells her, like, you also have to leave town. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. I can be gone tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Which and, is just insane. Um, yeah, that's wild that she'll just pick up and move like that. No problem. Like, okay. This, this whole scene, honestly. Uh, it, which tells me that it must be an Airbnb that she's renting. <laughs> but, you know, maybe she killed Miss Grundy, took her name, and is living in her house. Or maybe she, like, showed up and helped her with her groceries, and Miss Grundy died of a heart attack in the foyer. <laughs> and she was like, hmm, perfect. My place now. Um it's Great aunt this, who I named after has passed away and she left it to me. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I really hated this scene so much. Yeah, they agree that everything will be settled without going public, which hard no. disagree. Yeah. yeah. Like I, like, like she can't she can't be a teacher. She can't be around kids. No. And this is how they resolve the plot the entire plot line. As far as I know, like it seems like it's wrapped up here where they've resolved things. And, and okay, now the child predator has been scared out of town. Right, but not even for being a child predator. No. It's like that's never dealt with. And also like Fred doesn't say anything. Fred's not like, Archie, like this is a really dangerous situation. Will you please step over here to me instead of standing by Miss Grundy? Yeah. Like I want you to get away from this adult woman who's been molesting you. Yeah. Uh, like not none of that now fred does have a good scene later on with archie about this situation but in the moment he's just kind of there yeah and and it's like just a very upsetting situation to like this is like not even like i guess it was the major plot line of this episode to finally resolve this kind of like i'm the victim of like an abuser arc for archie but it's so confusing because it's never explicit that like what's happening is like messing with him and in a bad way and it's not a good situation for him to be in and it's not even like the way that it's implied that it's wrong is through characters who are doing arguably like immoral things to try to convince him that like oh you shouldn't be doing this but it's like his fault yeah and it's so just bad. Like this is a really bad show. I hate this. This is a this is a bad scene. What frustrates me with this scene too is like in earlier episodes, um, like Archie's friends who are teenagers are telling him this is illegal. She cares about herself more than about you. Mm-hmm. This is like extremely immoral this is not like she shouldn't be doing this to you in this moment where the adults are confronting her none of them say this and none of them speak to her either none of them are like miss grundy you are a student you are a teacher and archie is a student he is 15 years old Mm -hmm. this is wrong also i'm calling the principal i'm calling the administration i'm calling sheriff keller i'm getting your teacher's license revoked and i'm calling like I don't know, Chris Hansen, you know, <laughs> like I'm calling yeah. everybody, you know, like. Yeah, like it doesn't matter if Archie was consenting because he can't consent because he's a 15 year old child and like you have this weird fucked up power structure over him. Yep. And like it's it's just gross and, and it's just not addressed. And the parents in the room are more concerned with like this weird 
dynamic of like uh, like it's so confusing fred doesn't care about archie potentially being hurt and if he does he doesn't really voice that in this scene he doesn't get to say like archie come over here like this isn't right like i I care about you just come here um like there's just so much going on and it's just really gross and fucked up and i don't like this part of the show at all no and i feel like if they had finished this plot line off differently where the adults were actually confronting the child molester and she faced actual repercussions like why did why did uh chuck clayton face repercussions for his actions but this fucking child molester who works at a school didn't yeah like they're they're like fine with it they're like no no like no consequences for her let's just it's well, she she's a young, story. pretty white woman, so we gotta let yeah. her just run free and terrorize a bunch of other teenage boys. Exactly, and it's just just like it's I hate it so much. Like, there's the opportunity. Like, you have a character in the show whose dad is the sheriff. Like, uh, there's a sheriff. There's poli- like just get her arrested. It's already a crime series. Get her arrested. She's a criminal. Like, we've already had episodes that end with a character getting arrested from the school. Literally, like, the sheriff could have just shown up. Like, Fred could have called him and been like, hey, Sheriff Keller, um, I need you to come down to the school right now. There's a situation. Um, We'll explain more when you get here. But a teacher has been molesting my son. And they're both here right now. Yeah, I need like, 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 I that's... need this. I need a professional on this one. Yeah, and you're a sheriff. So, also, I feel like Sheriff Keller would be like, "You guys didn't tell me that there was a fucking child molester in the zone." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, he, like he seems like he takes his job very seriously. The man drinks decaf coffee. Yeah, I'm coming back to that because that's crazy. <laughs> but decaf is pretty good. I've, I've had some. No, good. like it tastes fine. It's just weird, like. You work a job where reasonably you could be expected to drink a lot of caffeine. You're the only like you're the only law enforcement in this town. I mean, have you seen Sheriff Kelly? That man takes care of his health. He this dude <laughs> is healthy as fuck. This Sheriff Keller. Can we talk about Sheriff Keller for a second? He's this man is man. five foot four and stacked in yeah. and like <laughs> <laughs> fit as hell. Like you can see like ch- like chest muscles through his uniform top. Which has pockets on it, so you shouldn't be able to see anything. This mm-hmm. man has got to be built. Yeah, like he takes, he takes his fitness seriously. He's healthy. He's he's probably on like that keto shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like it's keto. Yeah, I do a couple, uh, you know, five days of keto every three months. It really just you know keeps me clean. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's like casual with it, and he's like, yeah, I go to like Pilates every two weeks with my son. It's cool. And they're like, what? What else do you? Do? And he's like, oh yeah, I do like 600 pull-ups every day. I don't worry. Don't even worry. You know, <laughs> he's like, got, like he's the got, home like, gym in the garage. Yeah, he's, he's benching got, like, like 550. <laughs> but he doesn't really like to talk about it because he's not trying to brag. No, it's that's it's required in his line of work, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, like the sheriff the next town over is like a normal-looking sheriff. It's like you know, he's like, ah oh, yeah, I hit 45 and I stopped trying. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um so yeah, our, our next scene here. Um. Actually, a Sheriff Keller scene. Um, yeah. He he and, and Kevin roll up to their house, and uh, he asks Kevin, like, oh, what do you think of the movie? Kevin just says, like, oh, there's a big twist. 
um, you know, twist ending to rebel without a cause. I've never seen that, so I don't. Is that accurate? I don't know. I've never seen it either. Let me see. Well, it has a sad ending, but apparently it's not very shocking. Mm. So maybe he, maybe Kevin also Googled it because he's like, ah, I was making out at the end of the movie, and my dad's gonna ask me because he doesn't want to see. He doesn't. He wants to know if I was out in the woods. Having, having gay sex, casually guys. doing a check-in, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, what a twist here, um, because their house has been broken into, and Keller immediately just, just pulls out the fucking Glock. Um, <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> I cool love shirt. Uh, so he goes in, and his his uh, murder board has been destroyed, and his files yeah. have been thrown around, gone through. All the pictures are taken off of the true detective wall. Yep. Rip Colin Farrell. Rip. Uh, There's a picture of him gone. up there, too. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so our next scene, we're kind of wrapping up all the parent-child uh, relationships here. And Ver- yeah. Veronica's confronting Hermione about what's going on. Um, and for some reason, she decides to share all their shady business dealings with her 15-year-old daughter. Um, yeah. And like past and current. Past and current. Uh, it's revealed that um, Veronica's father hired the Southside Serpents to decrease the value <laughs> of the of the lot of the drive-in land, um, so they could buy it for on the cheap. <laughs> From an offshore account too. From an offshore LLC. Extremely uh, shady. <laughs> doesn't really make any damn sense, honestly. But sure. Uh, and she provides the explanation that dad is a businessman um, and this is business. Old Riverdale is dying. He's helping it die. <laughs> yeah. Veronica gets kind of like up in arms about stuff here. Cause remember she's like trying to change. Like she doesn't want to be like right. the rich bitch that she was back in New York. She's going to she's, do ethical business. She's doing ethical business. She's like, she's like Adam Sandler in, that movie uncut gems except not because his business is extremely unethical but yeah not not at all I'd no <laughs> but <laughs> so she's not like that at all but you know um, we'll take it <laughs> so ignore that metaphor <laughs> but um worse worse even than riverdale's metaphors because it has no relevancy whatsoever uh, but yeah so so veronica's like uh it's just, it's wrong, Mom. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing that. It's, it's not the right thing to do. And Hermione has a great line, like, like a line read here. It's just like, wrong. Well, did you like living at the Dakota with a Central Park view? Did you like your personal shopping account at Barney's? Did you like this? Did you like that? All of that stuff that you enjoy. That's like, extremely rich. Like having a penthouse suite at a hotel in a small town yeah did you well did you didn't you like getting dinner at jean georges George. you're amazed <laughs> <laughs> that was our life ronnie provided to us by your father do you yeah. understand like which fair enough like yeah your dad's your dad's a cutthroat criminal um and that's how everything in your life has been paid for and you have enjoyed it so suck it up and live in the real world. Yeah, hard truth here. <laughs> and Veronica's like, 
Okay. Just like it's like nodding. Like she looks she's like she's kind of She's like, well, well, and, and as a kid, like, what can you do in the situation, right? Yeah, no. and I mean, our mom's right. Like, you did enjoy all that stuff. Yeah. You were, you know, living off the fat of the of the hog there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That we're keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> she was wondering. living off the fat of the hog. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom said, Ronnie, you've been living off the fat of the hog for too damn long now. You gotta just roll with it, baby. You gotta just roll with it. Come roll we're in the mud. This drive down, drive in, we're taking the whole town, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> after that, um, <laughs> Fred, uh, Fred and Archie had a good good one-on-one. Yeah. Archie's kind of in the car, and he's he's crying, he's upset. Um, and Fred's, like, opened the door for him, and he's like, you're not those things you said. You're not stupid. Uh, this wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and Archie sits there for a while, and then he gets out, and they have a nice hug moment. Yeah. Uh, Archie just, his whole face, like, crumbles, and he just kind of collapses into Fred's arms. Yeah. Which is very sweet, too, because... I mean, Archie's taller than his dad at this point, so it's he, he kind of he's like becomes like a little boy again, you know. He's like, oh, I need my dad. Yeah, and this is a really really good scene. I, I don't have anything really more yeah. to say about it. It's just good. good scene. There's a lot of good like parent child moments in this episode, and that's that's one of the better ones. Yeah. Um. So then we move on to our our next parent child scene <laughs> which is terrible terrible <laughs> one from, from gold to trash so yeah uh it's betty and her mom um and uh her mom is saying you know polly kept these secrets um there can't be any more secrets between us so that i can keep you safe um <laughs> betty has this horrible line which is like what's my name mom <laughs> What's my name? <laughs> Elizabeth Cooper. <laughs> yeah, which I guess Betty is a nickname for Elizabeth, but only in like the 60s. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> ages her. Um, yes. Because nowadays um, you would just name your kid Betty, you know? Yeah. Uh, what is, is Archie's full name Archibald? Is that what I'm supposed to believe here? Like, probably Ronald. Insane. <laughs> 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 uh but i don't know it, this this scene just sucks uh it's her mom being more possessive and controlling and she's like i'm elizabeth not polly uh don't stop mom and the mom just like gets up and leaves <laughs> she's like can't deal and then after the mom leaves betty opens up her journal to like write something in it which come on girl you got into this whole mess because you were writing in that damn journal you're really gonna start this again yep <laughs> like you are this is this is the psychotic break coming back is to continue writing in the <laughs> journal after your mom has like ruined your life by reading your journal. And and uh, then she pauses and I think goes out to uh, well, she checks her phone. And I think texts Archie and is like, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, she like checks her phone and then goes to the window and like yeah. makes eye contact with him through the yeah, and he's just like staring. She's <laughs> like sitting in a chair, just staring at her window. The man looks absolutely devastated, too. The fact that he's able to register her presence <laughs> is honestly amazing. Um, yeah. He's, he's having a rough time right now. But yeah, she texts him, I'm sorry. And I expected him to, like, 
get up and close the blinds and be like, fuck you, (laughs) you know. But he just texts back, it's okay, you were trying to help. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Cry. (laughs) He did put in the ellipses, yeah. Yeah. You were trying to help. Okay, you don't need to put in ellipses, Archie. Um, So, yeah, it's like no hard feelings, you know. Um, And then we get kind of this Betty outro, right? Um, Where she's writing writing her diary. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a couple of scene switches here. So then we see Miss Grundy. She's checking out some teens while she leaves town. And the the over the, the dialogue over this is maybe she was dangerous. Yeah, and, and as like she as they're saying maybe she was dangerous, like two high school jocks walk by and she like pulls her sunglasses down to like look at them like ooh, like yeah. over the top of the sunglasses. And, like, kind of makes eyes at them and follows them as they walk. And they're both kind of looking at her, too. Mm-hmm. And then she gets in her car and leaves. And it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a child predator. Yeah. Like, she's been ran from town to town doing the same shit. Yeah. And, like, that's why and she has the same sob story in every town. And she's yeah. somehow never been caught. Yeah. It's like, yeah, maybe she was dangerous. Thanks, Riverdale, for this great, like lesson on like ah just just send the child predator off the next <laughs> let her be somebody else's problem yeah thanks for <laughs> yeah. um i i just hated that it was like just a just continuation so... of the bad handling of this shitty side plot right because like that scene that scene where they confront her is bad enough because they're not even really confronting her. Yeah, they and don't then, and then her. it ends with like, maybe everything was fine. Or maybe she really was dangerous. And she's checking out some more teens. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what? No, she's dangerous. That's no, bad. No, she's definitely dangerous. Like, make a definitive statement that like, a teacher preying on her students is bad. Yes. <laughs> like, God. The fact that how that even that? has to be said is insane. Like, how hard is that to, to like show that as a bad thing and then they make it out to be like this like oh like maybe it's fine (laughs) yeah like maybe her story was true and she just happened to fall in love with a 15 year old and have like non-consensual sex with him for months on months and and then just promise him the whole world and manipulate him into a relationship with her just that one time (laughs) (laughs) yeah She's just going through some stuff, okay? Yeah, it's, you know, divorce is hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah, just, ugh, puke. Uh, bad show. Yeah, but luckily we switch off of Miss Grundy here and switch on to Jughead, which I've never been happy about switching on to Jughead <laughs> before, but here we are. First time for everything. Um, and Jughead is in, like, the film booth at the drive-in. Yeah. And He's like saving some posters and maybe like a film wheel. He put something in his backpack. He, he throws some trash in his bag, and yeah. and then we see um, <laughs> oh, it's like an old picture, right? Yeah, it's like a it's it's really badly like edited, but it's supposed to be like an old picture of him and his younger sister that he yeah. mentioned in like the scene with the mayor. 
And it's so funny because the only way that you can tell it's supposed to be Jughead is because they've like... He's got that stupid fucking hat on. <laughs> yeah. They've like photoshopped his stupid yeah. beanie on this child's head. Also, it's... like it's Cole Sprouse. We all know what he looked like as a child. The child yeah. they picked for him does not look like anything like what he looked like <laughs> as a kid. Like, it's a, you know, he's a cute kid. It's it's a fine looking child actor. Yeah. But you know, it's not like he's got like a, any problems. He seems like he did just fine for this photo shoot, but <laughs> <laughs> it like does not look like the actor at all. Uh, uh, it's just so funny. Um. Oh, it's so <laughs> and also like that would so in this picture, his younger sister, you know, is she looks pretty close in age to him, like maybe just a year or two younger than him. Mm-hmm. This is a spoiler, so but spoilers yeah spoilers we find out later that his younger sister is actually only like seven or eight this kid should be like the grade behind him like yes makes no sense maybe he was a really small child yeah (laughs) you know i could sure yeah okay weak Small week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's an exciting review. Yeah, he like leaves the booth and as he like walks out, the camera stays on like the the like wide shot of the inside of the booth. And when Jughead leaves, you can see there's a cot in there and he's been sleeping in this booth. He's been living in this booth. Yeah. You know, I actually feel bad for him. Like after that reveal, I was like, oh, kind of sucks. Yeah, you'll feel less bad for him in a few episodes, but yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has an encounter outside. Well, yeah, he like sprays his name on the building. Yeah, God, the yeah, worst bag I've ever seen. Like, just do the little crown, dude. Don't, don't. Yeah. Don't do all that bullshit. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're tearing it down anyway, so you might as well, you know, go big. But he didn't. He only used the color black. Like, he didn't even make it fancy or anything, you know. Yeah. No, no graffiti artist on her hands here. Um, but yeah, he has an encounter. It's it's the Southside Serpent who is talking to Hermione, and he he goes up to Jughead and he's like, "Oh, they'll tear da- down that booth too." And he asks him where he's gonna live now. <laughs> it's like, thanks, dude. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Jughead tells him, "I'll figure it out, Dad. I always do." So you have the shocking reveal, a gasp. That Jughead's dad is a Southside serpent. I love that you actually gasped. You have to be laughed though. There's a, this this like kind of shady dude that we've been seeing all episode being shady is mm-hmm. Jughead's dad, which adds up based on what Fred Andrews told us about him about him stealing stuff from the job site. He looks like a guy who would steal stuff from a job yeah. site. He'd like he'd like take some two by fours home at the end of the day. Like, oh, yeah. I was thinking he was stealing the copper for his like meth then, but. You know. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know that he would have access. I mean, I guess like copper wire, yeah. Well, yeah. if they're doing construction, you know, copper pipes. Oh yeah, I forget. Maybe I just know more about the meth industry than you. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I um, in my notes here, I have an interesting thing I wrote, which is no wonder he was like that. Um, I'm not really sure what that's in reference to. I <laughs> I feel like probably to Jughead's like living situation, right? Like no wonder he's been kind of weird about oh, the Oh yeah, yeah. Driving. No, actually you're right. Um because 
that also to me explains why he's like at pops uh early in the morning like that one scene opening this episode we see him drinking yeah. coffee and having like his meal there and it's like oh yeah you know if you're kind of living in a situation like that where you're just moving from place to place yeah you're yeah kinda... and you're basically like squatting at your job site like yeah yeah like you, you gotta kind of be around places yeah so homeless jughead arc begins now um yeah honestly shedding a tear for jughead homeless homeless <laughs> teens have it hard yeah it's tough um, it's very hard but it seems like his dad also is kind of offering him a place to live and he's just like, yeah. no He's like, no, I don't want to live with you, Dad. Which, you <laughs> You're know, a said serpent. <laughs> maybe we'll discover why uh, soon. But uh, yeah, overall, uh, yeah. What's, what your, what's your big thought summary on this one? We ran kind of long here, but. Big takeaway. Quentin Tarantino has some good movies. Yeah. I'd say that with some hesitation. <laughs> but he's definitely not the godfather of indie cinema. A bit of a stretch. Yeah. Also, okay, here's here's some of the movies that he made in the 90s. Reservoir Dogs. Have you seen that one? No. <laughs> I, I have seen it. It's good. Pulp Fiction. I've seen that one. That was good. Natural Born Killers. He wrote the story for it, but he didn't direct it or produce it, and he didn't write the script. Okay. Um, Natural Born Killers is a very good movie. It's by the same guy who did the Alexander the Great movie that we watched. Oh, that one was awesome, yeah. It was not. It was a very bad movie. It was but awesome. It's, it's very fun. It's action-packed. It an and that's awesome how movie. Natural Born Killers is. Yeah. Um, and then also From Dusk Till Dawn, which was that vampire movie he did. And again, he wrote it, and he wrote the script, but he didn't write, he didn't pr- direct or produce it. So, But he's, I mean, those are, I like all of those movies. They're like very fun, action-packed, kind of weird movies. So yeah, I mean, Quentin Tarantino's, you know, not stepping out on a limb here to say that he's got some good stuff under his belt. Maybe he's a bit of a weirdo. Would you would you go that he's, far? He's weird. He's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he never hesitates to take shots of people's feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I also have a good one here. Um, when Cheryl's insulting uh, Veronica's mom, like in the common area. Mm-hmm. Um, when she says the thing about like the the weave, she's like, "What's she gonna sell her?" her extensions next mm. um veronica says my mom's a waitress cheryl not fontaine <laughs> which is a reference to les mis oh yeah. <laughs> she's like oh, she's gonna cut her all her hair off and then pull her teeth out and then prostitute herself and, mm-hmm. and veronica's like come on man <laughs> very good but yeah yeah we had we had some good uh good character development with like the parents and their children in this episode we had some some big dad alerts oh yeah out. yeah um i don't know overall i feel like this is maybe the best episode we've seen so far it just seemed more put together than some of the other ones i didn't like some of the plot points like we've already talked about yeah. but everything at least is it's not tied up in a way i like necessarily but it is tied up you know what i mean yes uh yeah i agree with that i have a question for you Mm -hmm. do you recognize jughead's dad oh gosh let me pull up a picture of him um just to see uh father okay let me see 
Um, hmm. No. Okay. Well, so he does look very different from how he did in the 90s. But this actor, uh, Skeet Ulrich, he was in all of the, or maybe not all of the screams. Wait, but he was Skeet Ulrich? Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy from Scream. Oh my god. Yeah, I sent you a picture too in the in the chat. Yeah, I'm looking um, at that now. Um, yeah, so he was in a lot of movies in the Scream franchise. He was in The Craft. Yeah. Um, he's. Yeah, he's, he's been in some other movies that weren't like super great, but I mean, he's a good actor. I like I like him in in this, and he continues to be really good in this. Yeah. No, I I. For his, his part that he played, he was, you know, a good, intimidating uh, type of villain. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And, wow. uh, yeah, his his character's name is F.P. Jones. God, okay. <laughs> yeah, F.P. F.P. Yeah, cool guy. But, um, but, yeah, it was funny. Like, the first time I watched this, I was like, I know him from somewhere. I, I've seen him in something. Where is he from? That's I started great. thinking... I'd... Never would have recognized him. It was like he does like a squint at one point with his eyes. I think it's when he's talking to Hermione at the movie mm. theater. And I was mm. like, I know that squint. I've seen that squint before. And like literally it was just that one little acting gesture. Oh uh, yeah. That I was like, Yep, that's that's the guy. Yeah, a, a deep cut there. Maybe not yeah. that deep. <laughs> it's kind of cool there's there's a lot of actors in this that are from the 90s um and it's kind of cool to because they obviously look different you know it's this was made you know 30 years later but no I, I can't do math it's like 20 years later right 20 25 something around. yeah <laughs> so but it's it's interesting to see them because you know it's like i mean he was like a shortly out of his teen years probably when he was in scream and so it's kind of cool to see him as like an adult and also kind of a horror franchise kind of kind of ish yeah yeah kind of i don't know if i'd go full horror but uh no it's definitely definitely horrifying yeah but (laughs) maybe not the horror genre (laughs) But yeah, not a lot of talk about this episode, I think. Uh, just one more PSA, because we had, like, our gun safety PSA. But, like, if you know about a teacher who's intimate yeah. with a student, report that shit. Don't just Weird. tell her to – don't run her out of town. This yeah. isn't the 1890s. You don't just, like, ride her out on a rail. <laughs> you know, like, you got to report that. And get her out of here. Yeah. Like, why, why is she acting like it's the Wild West and she can just move to the next town and be like, yeah, I'm a doctor. I feel like in the 1800s, like, they'd just, like, string her up. Like. Yeah, okay, most cool. likely. <laughs> like, you're going to hang from the tree. Um, and I don't know. It was super frustrating to see that, like, yep, no real consequences for you. And we're just going to move on from this. And I'm guessing next episode, um. They might touch on it once to establish that, hey, this happened and Archie's getting over it and it will never be mentioned again. 
I feel like the fact that we're getting previously ons so early in this season means that we'll touch on Miss Grundy in the previously on yeah. for next episode and not anywhere else. You might be right about that. Um, because one thing about this show is that it, the way that it is, like the episodes are written and just the overall pace of everything, like it is made to be bingeable. Um, like this is something that you just have on and the episodes are going <laughs> and like you can figure out by the end of the episode what has happened in the plot. And if you missed it, well, don't worry. We're going to tell you in two minutes uh, when the next one starts. Honestly, this is why I think I don't remember a lot of it, because I would like watch these and play games on my phone or play Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And it, I would just watch like six episodes, only kind of half paying attention. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh. So much happened. I have no. I like. I have no. Like, I'd be like, oh, there's a character I like. I'll pay attention for this scene. Oh, there's a mm-hmm. character, you know. But that would be about it. Yeah, it's it's very uh, it's fast paced and it's like enjoyable and fun to watch. But the plot is so bad and I, I don't know. It's a. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm glad that the um, child predator arc is closed yes uh, i'm so glad that didn't last the whole season like yeah because they could have drawn that know, out like were they catching flack for that at the time you know what let's do another quick i've done so many quick googles on this are you picking up keyboard noises at all or i haven't uh, mine is pretty loud i'm sure you've been picking those up i haven't either so that's good okay let me see riverdale um miss grundy reactions Okay, it looks like I'm already getting a couple articles saying, like, this is really gross. This is weird. Um, Archie versus Predator. Why Riverdale's Miss Grundy storyline is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they probably were getting some some flack from this. And this is obviously many years on from the first season where, you know, it might be more difficult to find some of the articles that existed at the time. And this is just an initial search. But, yeah, it looks it looks like they were getting some flack for that, rightfully so. Uh, here's one my others want to know. How old was Archie when he slept with Miss Grundy? He's, um, he's 16. So fandom is looking this up. It, it said he was only 15. Ah. Uh. Because in this first season, part of the reason they're walking everywhere is because none of them have their license. <laughs> so <laughs> they're all just like, which also is unrealistic because there's always one kid in your grade who's got his license already. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a little older than everyone else. But, but like, you know, six months or something. But. Oh, this also says the relationship between Archie Andrews and Geraldine Grunty is statutory in nature. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, so, yeah. So it looks like everyone's like, yeah, this is statutory rape. Um, checking in with the Reddit community here. Um, <laughs> pretty much, a, for the most part, agreed. I, I found this post. Um, 
by uh, Reddit user Superoni six years ago. Mm. Um, title, what do you guys think about Miss Grundy? Um, new to the show, I just watched all three episodes today. Uh, so this is clearly, we've moved past. This is before they see that she gets ran out of town. Yeah. Um, they say, I'm new to the show. Uh, does anyone else dislike Miss Grundy? I really can't stand her. She's <laughs> definitely manipulating Archie. Quote, we could both go to jail. Uh, uh, what? Didn't think that was a thing. Nope. <laughs> anyway, I was just curious about what you guys think. Uh, sorry if this has already been asked. Uh, 16 comments, 11 upvotes here. Uh, the top comment, Predator. I hope she doesn't stay in the show. Uh, I hope they get rid of her. Um, uh, second is a manipulative Predator. Real question is, does anyone like her? Predatory creep, Predator. Uh, and then we've got a uh, gem of a comment here, which uh, the user has been deleted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm a dude, and I find her super attractive. So I think that keeps me from what? being subjective. If I was still in high school, and a teacher that looks like her wanted to sleep with me, I would have jumped at the opportunity and been ecstatic. Consequences and any chance of her manipulating me be damned. Um, okay, gross. Um, gross. First of all, though, just to address the first part of that comment, obviously the <laughs> actress is hot. Yeah, right. All the actors and actresses on Riverdale are extremely attractive. It's it's a CW show. They're casting people who are like the hottest <laughs> ones in the waiting room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So obviously the actress is hot. You can think the actress is hot. That's fine. Where the character becomes ugly is in her behavior. Yes. Like, as soon as you see an adult having sex with a 15-year-old, you're like, you're the ugliest person on earth. Like, that's that's disgusting. You disgust me. Yeah, really, really gross. Um, also, okay, can we just talk for a second about, like, every time... Like, if this was a girl... Yeah. There, Like, if Archie was... If this was happening to Betty instead of to Archie, mm-hmm. everyone's reactions would be... That's fucking disgusting. That's horrible. Uh, there would ugh. not be a comment like, you know, if I was a 15-year-old girl and my... No. And like, my that, sexy hot teacher wanted... Like, no. No. It, it, no. Um, like, why? I feel like this conversation, it, it turns into that every time people talk about, like, men being raped or sexually assaulted. It turns into, well, you know, when I was 15, I would have thought she was super sexy. So I would have been fine with it. It's like... No, <laughs> <laughs> like you kind of missed the point <laughs> it's the whole point uh so reddit is a, a horrible horrible place um but you know there's some there's some people here that are agreeing around the episode three that you know this is manipulative and gross yeah. um that's good i feel like the fact that there was there weren't many comments like that one that you read is is a good sign yeah there's there's one other one here where it's just kind of along similar lines um where they say no ick factor for me Mm. i think i'm in a solid majority of guys who would have loved to have been banging a teacher that hot in high school um they, well, they claim their only distaste comes from her being blatantly manipulative and self-serving. Well, you know, I'm glad it's that. I thought it was going to be that she wears glasses. So, <laughs> well, don't like, worry. Um, another user <laughs> deleted 
claims that the only thing they can't stand is the meek and mild librarian look. Wow. Um, so, you know, maybe Some if she was a little sexier. librarians out here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I... I hate Reddit. I uh, wish I hadn't looked. Glad I did. Uh, but See, I, I didn't click into any articles, and I feel better for that. I just read headlines. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I was like, Seems oh, these, like... these headlines seem mostly negative towards Ms. Grundy. That's all I need to know. Goodbye. <laughs> like, close yeah. that tab. It does seem like the majority of the opinions, you know, people are seeing this for what it was and, and hoping she'd be off the show. Uh, I'd be interested to see. Uh, maybe we can dive in a little bit later. Um, if there are any reactions to how this episode aired out. Um, yeah. I wasn't satisfied. I'd, I'd love to see her, like, locked up. I, I almost made the mistake of going on AO3 and seeing how the fanfiction community oh. responded, and then I I used one more brain cell, <laughs> and, and it was like, no, nah, that's a bad idea. So, um, yeah, surprising no one, Riverdale fanfiction is mostly porn, um, which, difficult, because there's so many difficult topics that they talk about in here. And I've often like gone to fan fiction websites before to be like, oh, that's inter- like that's interesting. I wonder how they explore that more in a fan fiction setting. Oh, it's all porn. Oh, mm. okay, bye. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. But um, yeah, like I, there's other shows where they'll get into more like of a story with their fan fiction, and it's like, oh, here's how I think that conversation would go. If we had, you know, more time to expand on it that the show doesn't have. And I like those like more in-depth kind of conversations and like insight into the characters and stuff. So I've been looking I've been looking for that with Riverdale and it just doesn't really there's not much of it out there. It's it's mostly just straight up porn. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. This is a very, very show that's determined to be horny. And to prove to anyone out there that they can write the horniest show ever with these yeah. old washed up characters. Um, I will say that's been the other nice thing about this show or this episode. Very little horniness. We had a makeout scene and I would still say this is the like least horny episode we've had so far. That is true. It's been a nice change of pace there. Yeah, because I think it was all like family dynamics stuff. So it's just like, yeah. you know parenting definitely uh an, an appreciated uh reprieve yeah thank god <laughs> reprieve. i don't know i think both ways are fine i don't know but yeah it's interesting for for our next episode i think we focus more on cheryl which is going to be interesting i do like that we're kind of switching from character to character so far like they're all kind of getting their own stories um and I think it'll be I'm glad to be off the Miss Grundy plotline. I hope glad. we get to see some more stuff from Archie that's not this. Um, anything else, really? Anything else, you know? Get him addicted to crack. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, just just not this. Like I I don't understand. Archie's how struggling has his ACTs. I don't you know, something. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand how the show, like, how, how do you open up your show and it's like, yeah, episodes one through four, there's a child predator at the school and 
in in this like manipulative relationship with the the lead character. Yeah. How, how does that get through any like anything? Well, and the other thing is like I feel like it's a fine thing to talk about. Like you can have a show that has that kind of conversation and character development um if it's handled well because i think it you do need to show those kinds of things in a safe setting so that people are aware especially like high schoolers and middle schoolers who might actually encounter these situations are um aware of what that looks like and are prepared to handle it if it happens to them or to one of their friends Mm -hmm. but this is not handled well at all and no. the fact that they thought that they could handle it is a like in their first season too. Yeah, it's, it's a bad sign. Insane. <laughs> I, 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 I I don't know. I I really really dislike that. And yeah, I'm looking forward to not having it moving forward. But what is yeah. uh, what is our next episode about? Yeah, our next episode is uh, season one, episode five, Heart of Darkness. Ooh. By that racist guy, Conrad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's that's the name of a book. That's it's a book joke. Oh, Library. Uh, all the librarians listening right now are laughing. Yes. Or they're yelling at me because I got his name wrong. Either way. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. Oh god, I gotta Google now. Oh no, who wrote Heart of Darkness? Yes, I got it right. It's Joseph Conrad. Ooh. Expert. He's a big old racist, and it's an extremely racist book. But oh, this one is about Carol. God damn it. Not Carol. There's no Carol <laughs> in the show. <laughs> uh, episode five is is Cheryl-centric. Ah, I see. So get some more information about her and maybe about the Blossom family in general. Um, but yeah, it should, should be interesting. I'm hopeful that it stays not horny. Bus you know, a couple of like teen makeouts is fine. That's it's a show about high schoolers. That's expected, <laughs> but we don't need it to be like as extreme as as it has been. So, but yeah, um, so we'll cover Heart of Darkness next week. And thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. No hashtags from Cheryl this week, but maybe next week.